Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives, and I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Damas y caballeros, bienvenido. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. This is your inside look into the world of combat sports. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airways, having defended that title off for better than 32 years. And folks, we are just hours away from boxing back on television. Straight up, Showtime Extreme doing their thing tonight. Of course, Willie Monroe in the main event. Showtime, the regular Showtime doing their thing tonight as well. So straight up, Russell Provodnikov, of course, the, the guy from the former U, uh, from the Ukraine. Just a mean, mean guy. A face fighter, though. He's taking on John Molina at 140 pounds. A couple other fights on the card. But straight up, HBO's going as well. From the Garden, the mecca of boxing, Madison Square Garden. Rocky Martinez taking on the solo Manchenko. Of course, Rocky Martinez is like 29, 2 and 2, 22 wax. Big puncher, but not the greatest boxer in the world. And the solo Manchenko, I kid you not, time former world amateur champion is like a 32 to 1 favorite. I saw on one website a 32 to 1 favorite over Rocky Martinez. Good God. I mean, this isn't a, a Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas type of thing, but people think the odds, the odds makers in Las Vegas think so. Of course, on the undercard, hot fighter Felix Verdeo was 21 0 now, 15 16 wax out of Puerto Rico, taking on Juan Jose Martinez, a twice beaten fighter, 135 pounds. Those guys are duking it out for, you know, the next step up at 135, the lightweight division. Who's going to be the next man? Well, Verdeo is supposed to be the guy, the next. Godfather, the godson from Puerto Rico. Of course, a lot of people think that the best fighters from Puerto Rico were like Felix Trinidad and Wilfred Benitez, but I tell you, it was a great Wilfredo Gomez. No doubt about it. In addition, the International Boxing Hall of Fame doing their thing this weekend, the second weekend in June. Of course, Roberto Duran is in the house. He's already a Hall of Fame inductee, but lots of people are there being inducted. The great Mark Ratner, former Nevada State Athletic Commission, of course, uh, executive director, and of course, he went to work for the UFC as a vice president with them, so the International Boxing Hall of Fame has one of my broadcast partners in it as well now, Colonel Bob Sheridan. Right on, man. Right on, Colonel Bob. He and I did a lot of fights for Don King Productions. Speaking of Don King Productions, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We both know that it's wrong. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. 
Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Attention, if you're in the market for a power scooter to reclaim your freedom, we have great news. Heartway, one of the world's leading manufacturers, has new factory direct power scooters for as little as $39 a month. Now you can stay active and have the freedom that a power scooter can give you. For over 20 years, we've been building the best and most reliable power scooters in the marketplace. And now with our new direct-to-consumer division, we can offer you wholesale prices. Plus, with Hardway Care Service, you are always protected. You will not find a better power scooter for as little as $39 a month anywhere. And with free shipping, if you call today, you can have a new power scooter delivered to your door for free in days. Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now, 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. The American boxer play here, certainly in control of the bout at the moment, but he does have his bad moments as Cooper comes in with that left hand. Oh, he's only just out of range with this one, just over the top of Clay's crinkly hair. Just seconds left of this fourth round, and it's Clay poking out one, two left hands, and then getting a good left hand from Cooper in return. A very solid one there by Cooper into Clay's face. Now, Clay tries to come back to the left foot, and Clay is down! Cooper has downed him! Oh, a beautiful punch there! And... Um, as the bell goes, Clay had just been dropped by a beautiful punch from Cooper. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Sometimes we have to fight. Even if we know we're going to lose, we still have to fight. I don't know why. I, why can't you just say, hey, listen, you won. I don't want to do this. Right. But even though we got to lose, we know we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. But we got to fight this guy like we're going to kick his ass like we're a bully. Mike Tyson. Coming back here at 13 minutes past the hour, of course, talking about, you know, taking a beating. Well, I was, I, I, I was never scared of anybody. In other words, when I fought guys, I mean, I was scared of everybody, but not anybody in particular. What I'm trying to tell you is fear is the greatest motivating factor in combat sports, be it boxing, MMA, anything like that. I'm telling you, because if you're scared, you will, uh, your hair is standing up in the back of your neck. You're watching things. Your eyes are open. You're ready to rock. You're ready to go. And that's what happens. Because a lot of times guys don't get ready. And they get caught in the very first round, and like things are all over. Straight up, Muhammad Ali, of course, passing away, what, six days ago, six days removed from that. And of course, a big funeral uh, this past week in Louisville, Kentucky, his hometown. More props to him. He had the public there. Of course, he did his Muslim service first, and he had the public service as well. So he had a couple of different services out there, and he made sure his fans were there. He made sure his people were there. And I told you how important people were to Muhammad Ali, the man born Cassius Clay in Louisville, Kentucky, back in the day, back in the what, 19, was it 1941, 1942? Um, you know, I mean, 
I told you, when we went to China, he didn't want to meet with politicians. He didn't want to take pictures with billionaires. He wanted to hang with, with people in hospitals. He wanted to go make people's lives better. He wanted to make people smile. He didn't want to make greedy people and rich people richer. That's what that was all about with those, those rich communist guys over there in China. All they want to do is get a picture with Ali and say, hey, I had a picture with Ali, et cetera, et cetera, and put it on the national news because the guys that would take these pictures with Ali, when I watched the news that night, they ended up on the news. The same photographs that were taken at these different press conferences ended up on the news. So obviously, government television controlled everything over there in China. But as I told you before, you know, we went to that, that orphanage and, and how it was like heartbreaking to watch those kids all deformed with one arm and, and one eye and things like it. it was just really, really sad, really bad, you know, walk, crawling around the floor in diapers, not with bobby pins, you know, with you know, that kind of good stuff. It, was, it wasn't a good thing. It just wasn't safety pins. This wasn't a good thing. This didn't look good for me. Of course, I was a father of one, uh, a newborn right then in there, so it hurt me greatly. But Muhammad Ali, he, he put it into words, and I'm just going to leave it like this, and we'll let the Ali thing go with this. When I came out of that, 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 that orphanage, and I was in tears because of the fact that these kids were so messed up, we had already given, these, we had given the, the, uh, the nun that run the, ran the place like 1200 bucks cash back in 94, and that was enough money to feed the entire convent for a year, she said, so that was cool with that. And, and we left, and I should have been happy, but I wasn't because I was dwelling on the fact, that, you know, that could be my kid, this and that. that could be my daughter. I could have ended up, I mean, good Lord. Anyway, the bottom line was he saw me sort of sad in the back of the bus and came to the back of the bus and sat down and said to me, you know, why are you crying? I told him the kids, et cetera, et cetera. And he left me with this one line. You can't save every puppy in the pound. Let's leave it at that. The great Muhammad Ali, 74 years old. There never will be another uh, person of his persona of his magnitude, of his size, of his stature, be it in the world of athletics. Being, he's, you know, the greatest. I mean, it just, I, I remember Howard Cosell, and probably, we'll probably run the table a little bit later, that Howard Cosell, they, Cash, and Muhammad, you really are the greatest. The man born Cassius Clay, he really was the greatest because nobody, nobody could touch people's lives like Muhammad Ali. I watched it. And for this past week, actually, you know, I, I've known he's been in bad health, and I've sort of like, not wish for this day to come, but I don't want him to be in any more pain. He was in so much pain. Even his son Magnum said a couple of years ago that he was hoping there would be an easy way out for dad because he was in such bad pain. Okay, so I didn't want to see him live hurt anymore. But the bottom line was he was still doing public gigs up of, as of a couple of months ago. He was still getting up and doing things, although not in the best of condition, not able to acknowledge some of the surroundings around him. But he was there in spirit. The bottom line is he will always be in here in spirit. Muhammad Ali, like Don King said, will never, ever die. Of course, coming up June 25th, big fight, of course, at the, the uh, Barclays Center in, in uh, Brooklyn, New York, straight up Keith Thurman. And Keith Thurman and Sean Porter, that's going to be a good fight at 147. There's no doubt about it. But let's talk about today's fights. Of course, as I said, HBO is going to do their thing a little bit later. But let's go back to the legal circles. Eh, just for a second. Not the police blotter, but the, the legal blotter. Of course, I've been telling you for a couple of years now, maybe three or four, maybe five. Um, how Canelo Alvarez was allegedly stolen away from all-star boxing Tutu Sabala Jr., the promoter down there in Miami, Florida, how, the, uh, how they had Canelo Alvarez under contract, and uh, Golden Boy stole him away, and you know, Golden Boy pulled that old Don King thing. Well, just sue me. Just sue me, and you know, we'll settle in court. Well, this thing went on and on and on and on. I mean, it went dragged on and on for years. And the bottom line is they are in court now. The trial is wrapping up. Uh, all the testimony and evidence has been for, put forth. I believe there's going to be some closing statements by both attorneys for, for both sides. But Canelo Alvarez, 
from 2010 to 2015. Get this. It's been estimated he made $135 million with uh, Golden Boy Promotions. So I'm hoping that he got like 65 or $70 million of that, and you know he didn't. Anyway, but straight up, in the next decade, they figure he's going to make $438 million. I just don't get it. I mean, if you've got those kind of, that's a half a billion dollars. Can you really, really think that a guy's, a guy's, a guy's really going to um, uh, make a half a billion dollars in a world professional boxing? Can you really predict that Canelo's going to make that kind of money? Has he really made that kind of money already? Maybe, maybe not. But the bottom line is Golden Boy's going to have to pay here. You just know it. You know they're going to have to pay. And hopefully it won't be like a Gawker type of thing where they end up like, you know, murdering them for like tens and tens of 15s and maybe $100 million. Gawker's out of business now. Of course, they are filing for bankruptcy after losing that, that lawsuit to Terry Bollea. Remember Terry Bollea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan, who I had on the show back in the, was it the, eight, no, the 90s when he got exposed for being uh, the steroid monkey that he was. Uh, but he was at a George Foreman press conference. George Foreman just got licked like a stamp by Alex Stewart down in Las Vegas. I think it was the summer of like 1991, somewhere around there, 92. And uh, Stewart had beat him, no doubt about it. I mean, Stewart beat on George like a drum for 10 rounds. I can't believe that George won the decision, but he did. Of course, when another one of those somewhat suspect decisions down there in Las Vegas it used to happen when uh, politically corrected and politically connected, politically correct and politically connected fighters, of course, would... um perform. It just happened the way it's just the way it was. Guys had that hometown brief down there in Las Vegas. It was George Foreman. Speaking of Foreman, Foreman, of course, this week talking about the great Ali saying there will be another fighter greater than him, another person greater than him. I'm, I'm just repeating all these accolades. It's basically what I've been telling you about all along. All along. You know, that, that, that Muhammad Ali was a very special man. Probably the most special individual one could ever meet. And uh, you don't have to say you touched him. I know, some, I know so many people have told me they met him. I mean, I mean, everybody I've walked, oh, I met him, I met him, I met him, I met him, I met him. I, and I don't know if they have or they haven't, but it's sort of like the, the sold-out fight, you know, that, that, that everybody got into, but yet only 15,000 people got in to see live. But yet everybody had a ticket to it. If you talk to people, more than 15,000 people were there live. That's the sort of way it is when it comes to meeting the great Muhammad Ali. Speaking of a guy that wasn't too, uh, too happy about being passed over as a pallbearer this week, Mike Tyson, the great Mike Tyson, of course, he... The explosive heavyweight of the 1990s, late 19 early uh, early, late take about late 1980s, early 1990s. Of course, the former two-time world heavyweight champion, never really the same guy after the uh, the uh, meltdown of Carl the Truth Williams. Not the meltdown of Carl the Truth Williams when he shocked Carl the Truth Williams and knocked him out in like 93 seconds. Took him two seconds longer to make a believer out of Carl the Truth Williams than it did to make a liar out of Michael Spinks. Of course, Michael Spinks going down in 91 seconds. Once in all fall, all right, that's basically what it was. It was called once in all, it was once and for all. That's what the fight was called, but I called it once and for once in all fall because he went and he did fall. Looks like Chris Eubank Jr. is going to have this fight with Gennady Golovkin. Of course, Gennady Golovkin, the reigning world middleweight champion in the minds of most people on the planet. Of course, Billy Joe Sanders will hold exception to that, but he's out of the U.K., of course, 23-0, the Brit, the uh, Gypsy. 160 pounds. What is he now? He's, he's, who's he scheduled to fight? Take the back. Looks like he's going to, he wants to fight Eubank as well because that would be an all UK type of battle. But Eubank wants to go his way and take on, of course, the great Gennady Golovkin. What's he now? 34 and 0, 35 and 0, 32 KOs. Wow. He is the man. No doubt about it. Pound for pound, it's hard to overlook his accomplishments. I mean, some other current fighters, and I won't name them, but they put him down. Oh, who's he fought? Who's he fought? Well, he hasn't fought you because you haven't wanted to fight him. 
Okay, that's basically the position that Gennady Golovkin's in. Nobody wants to fight him. Straight up, best fighter, powerful around the world. That's a matter of debate. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines, coast to coast, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Huh. We have an MMA title change. Of course, the UFC Middleweight Championship changing hands this past weekend. Luke Rockhold no longer the champion. Guess who? Michael Bisping. Remember I had him on the show? He sort of ripped me up. Yeah, he ripped me up about four or five years ago. Pretty good interview. Straight up, the new world, world, new world middleweight champion, Michael Bisping of the UK. UFC Middleweight, 185-pound champion. This is Ring Talk live on Sports Byline. And the Southern girls with the way they talk, they knock me out when I'm down there. The Midwest farmer's daughters really make you feel alright. And the Northern girls with the way they kiss, they keep their boyfriends warm at night. I wish they Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707-800-949-8707. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906 That's 800-296-0906 Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices 
prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Men is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight count, and Foreman is as poised as can be. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. People got to understand this, Jeff. Uh, we all can have dreams, but the dream will never chase us. We have to chase the dream. Darkest of night with the moon shining bright. There's a set going strong, a lot of things going on. The man of the hour has an air of great power. The dudes have envied him for so long. Oh, super Brian Halkwa is doing his thing, of course, up there in Washington. Straight up, Brian's a great promoter. He's in Tacoma tonight. Uh, Virgil Green, 142 pounds, taking on Jonathan Chicas, also 142 pounds. Battle of the Boat 106, that's coming to you from uh, Tacoma, Washington. Great guy, Brian Halkwa. No doubt about it. When I get to see him, when we're out and about, he's always a class act. And him and his promotions have been going a long time now, both in boxing and MMA. Now, back to the International Boxing Hall of Fame, of course, induction ceremonies. Lots of guys being inducted, but... You know, the man that's there right now, the Roberto Duran, how can you, there's no, there's no, there's no greater fighter ever in the history of boxing. Um, I'm, of course, Muhammad Ali was the greatest, but that was a different, that was a different element. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about pure fighter, pure boxer. This was the guy that did it both. He outboxed Sugar Ray Leonard on that brawl in Montreal, of course, in June 20th, 1990. He outboxed the best boxer going pound for pound right then and there. And of course, that was the notion they gave uh, uh, Marvin Hagler. Uh, that gave Marvin Hagler the notion that he could outbox Ray Leonard as well. And he tried to outbox Ray Leonard. It didn't work. Duran was doing it, but he couldn't. He could not emulate Roberto Duran from, uh, what, four, take that back, seven years earlier. Duran doing that in 1980. Uh, Hagler and Leonard hooking up in April, what, April the 7th? Was it April the 7th? 1987, yeah. Bottom line is, hot night that night, no doubt about it. I thought Ray was um was uh, the benefactor of... Uh, some Flintstone vitamins. His body does look a little unusual. Speaking of unusual, good fight tonight, and that's sort of unusual on Showtime, because Showtime's going to go with Showtime Extreme at 7 p.m. Pacific time. That's Eastern time and Pacific time, excuse me, uh, the 11th. William Monroe and Josh Thompson, those guys are going in at 160 pounds. And William Monroe Jr. is not the son of William Monroe that beat the aforementioned Marvin Hagler. And then Hagler came back and beat him. Of course, Marvin Hagler beat everybody that beat him, except for the last guy that defeated him, Sugar Ray Leonard. Um, but the bottom line is William Monroe, I think he's a nephew or a cousin of the original William Monroe. But they are out of the city of unbrotherly love, Philadelphia, PA. There's another fight on the card as well. That's tonight, Showtime Extreme, 7 p.m., both Eastern and Pacific time. Then Showtime goes at 9 p.m. Eastern time, different channels, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, whereas I mentioned, the aforementioned Russell Provodnikov, Mr. Face, when it comes to fighting, he fights with his face. Look at him. You can tell. Take it on John Molina. John Molina's got a lot to prove here. Because uh, Russell Provodnikov is coming in the, the 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 house favorite, I believe. Demetrius Andretti on the undercard against Willie Nelson in WBC 154 pound title eliminator. There's WBC lightweight title line as well on that same card. Now we go to HBO. That's Showtime. These guys are going back and forth. That's sort of cool. 
HBO goes, of course, HBO's going with Bob Arum. The aforementioned cards, I believe, are put together by Mr. Al Heyman in Premier Boxing, Premier Boxing Champions. So then we go to the competition on HBO. Saturday, June the 11th, of course, Rocky Martinez and Vasil Lomachenko for the WBA 130-pound title. As I said, uh, Lomachenko, pretty good fighter, but he's only 5-1. I don't mean 5-1 in height. I mean five wins, one loss, three KOs. Of course, that one loss when he got mugged by uh, Orlando Salido, who looked pretty good in the draw last week. But Orlando Salido mugged him, came in overweight, and just, just mugged him. Took him into a phone booth and didn't let him fight, didn't let him box. And the referee uh, let him do the infighting. I mean, it was legal, but he just got mugged on the inside. Straight up. Lomachenko, a 32-to-1 favorite. I just still scratching my head on that one against Rocky Martinez. 29-2-2, 17 wax. They're going in at 130 pounds. Of course, Rocky Martinez, a long, I guess he's been champion now for two years, but he's one of those guys, short on talent, big on guts. Also on the card, short on talent, mm, short on talent. Zhu Ming was the 2012 Olympia, 2012 Olympic gold medalist. Of course, out of China. China's all hot on him, but he's lost a fight. He was sort of exposed as uh, the limited fighter that he was, that he is, that he always will be. I mean, as far as him winning world champions are concerned, that's not going to happen. But he does draw. And I imagine that 50 million people, at least 50 to 100 million people, will be watching tonight uh, in the People's Republic of China to this HBO card. In other words, HBO should be should be lining up some sponsors there in China. Uh, they can't. Like, well, I don't know how they're going to do that. Once, once, whether, you know, sometimes when the fights are broadcast internationally, having broadcast both fights internationally and watch fights that have been broadcast internationally um, and listen to international broadcasts, you, you never know exactly what's going on I mean, as far as who's going to do it. You have a guy that's doing the domestic feed. A lot of times Larry Merchant and, and, uh, and Jim Lampley and those guys will be doing the domestic feed, and I'd be doing the international feed, okay? International feeds, a lot to it. One of the greatest fights I ever saw in my life. In fact, I got to call the fight. The great fall, man. I mean, they're, they're talking about him coming out of jail again, but I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. But you got to give Dave, David Tua some props because David Tua came to fight that night. David Kusa slowing Samoan, the throwing Samoan, call him what you want. He may have passed his prime, and uh, he may be retired. Now we're talking about one or two more comeback fights. But the bottom line is he had his shot. I was there. He had his shot against Lennox Lewis, and he didn't bring it. Says he got hurt in the fight leading up and training in this net. Wasn't able to bend that much. Of course, he's a guy that needs to bend at the waist being a shorter fighter. But didn't bring it that night. Just don't know. I don't know what was going on in his mind that night. He showed up to fight for the World Heavyweight Championship, and he didn't. In other words, he was in there. They announced him, but we never saw David Tua. And some of that may be the mastery of Lennox Lewis, the underrated, of course, what was he? Nineteen eighty four Olympic gold medalist was it? no eighty eight Olympic gold medalist of course nineteen eighty Olympic gold nineteen eighty eight Olympic gold medalist Lennox Lewis out of the UK of course originally born in Canada but longtime heavyweight champion sort of sort of felt the heat when he fought Vitaly Klitschko in that last fight of course he was losing and then he came back and he stopped Klitschko I believe on cuts but he realized then and there that he couldn't go half ass in the fights and he gave it up as far as a pros concerned but Lennox Lewis you don't hear his name mentioned too often as far as great heavyweight champions are concerned. And I think that had a lot to do with his style. He wasn't the most pleasing guy in the world, but he won and he kept winning. And I just could, you know, people just don't want to give him his props that, that, you know, I mean, he, he just, he was, he was, he wasn't a great, great, great showman, but he was a good performer and he knew exactly what to do. And once the great Emmanuel Stewart taught him how to fight, I mean, it was all over for everybody from that point forward, much like he had done with Vladimir Klitschko. That's what Emmanuel does. Emmanuel comes in and he looks at a guy and he fixes the flaws. He fixes the leaks. I mean, the leaks in 
Vladimir Klitschko was he tried to fight like a welterweight and throw combinations when he was six foot seven, and he didn't have that good of a chin when uh, he was getting hit with punches he didn't see coming. Because when he got hit with a punch he didn't see coming, look out, man. He was like lights out. He went to sleep with Ross Purity. He went to sleep with Corey Sanders. Of course, Lehman Brewster put him to sleep. And, of course, Ross Purity just wore him down. Ross Purity was one of those guys. Where's he out of Oklahoma? I think he's out of, like, Miami, Oklahoma. I met him a couple of times at the fights we were doing with Mills Lane back in the early part of the century. Mills Lane, Al Bernstein, and myself in the Oklahoma area. Good guy to be around. Speaking of good guy to be around, can't believe he's still kicking. Somebody sent me a picture of him. I think I'll put it up on the Sports Byline website maybe this week. With myself and Jake LaMotta, who's got to be the oldest champion in the entire world. I mean, Pierce, he's got to be like 94 years old. I kid you not. The guy fought Ray Robinson back in 1952. That was 60. Good look. You hear what I'm trying to say? And he was almost 30 then. Of course, you know, that's when Robinson fought like three times in a month and came back and beat LaMotta like a month later. But straight up. LaMotta and Robinson, one of the greatest feuds of, of all time. And LaMotta, of course, saying, you can't knock me down. You can't knock me down. And guess what? He actually never did knock him down. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Now, don't forget, we change gears. Uh, in a couple of minutes, we'll talk mixed martial arts. We do Sunday show. Sunday show is two hours. It begins at 11 a.m. Pacific time. We do an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts and pro wrestling. That's right. An hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts starting at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Saturday, on Sundays. And then we come back Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific time, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, with an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. So we've got the schedule flooded there. Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Open phone lines, coast to coast. we got the Twitter thing going as well. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Props to some of those guys going in the Hall of Fame. All the guys going in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, Lupe Pintor. I don't know if Lupe deserves to be there, but the bottom line is Lupe Pinter was a good champion, former WBC Super Bantamweight and Bantamweight champion. Of course, he was the guy that had that war, the absolute war. It was in 1984 with Wilfredo Gomez. They went like 14 rounds, something like that, on the Hearns Benitez undercard, one of the greatest fights of all time. In fact, the greatest fight that uh, Harold Letterman ever called as a judge, a great Harold Letterman, of course, of HBO fame. Straight up, Harold hasn't been on the show in a while, but he says I got to go through HBO now to get permission for him to come on the show. Can you believe that? After all those years, like, you know, 30 years, after 30 years, he says, well, HBO says, you know, I can't come on unless they give them their permission first. That's pretty crazy. But straight up, that's HBO controlling the action. Unfortunately, for them, Al Heyman's on the scene. He's looking to control the action. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Next up, we're talking MMA on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone at just a few days. So if you have knee pain 
back pain and you've tried everything, try oil can joint lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves. And the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again. 800-480-5708. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 
Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another. But I'm going to get the job done. Kimbo Slice. May he rest in peace. Man, Kevin Ferguson. Um, it's funny, you know, that people say to me, did you watch the Kimbo fight? What were you talking about? Well, it was like a few years ago. What are you talking about? Five, six, seven years ago. What are you talking about Kimbo? Did you see Kimbo fight? What are you talking about Kimbo? Kimbo. This is when he was fighting on YouTube. He was fighting on YouTube these back alley brawls and that kind of stuff. But, you know, he was the king of the uh, the web brawlies, the internet brawlers. Call him what you want. But born February 6, 1974. Of course, he passed away June the 6th at the age of 42. After signing a contract in 2015 with Bellator uh, MMA. Of course, Scott Coker, the president the CEO down there. And uh, they were happy to have Kimball on board. Kimball hadn't been doing any MMA, I think, in about four years. But he came back to, after a four-and-a-half-year layoff. And was doing his thing, and he was slated to fight in a couple of months. I believe we're going across the pond with him. And now, you know, you've got the death of Kimbo Slice, and they said it was from heart failure this week. And, and that's, that's you know, the death of anybody is, is always sad. In fact, you know, like I said earlier, the death of Muhammad Ali just, like, hung over me the entire week. I didn't watch any television at all, none. Anything uh, outside of cable TV that wasn't uh, non-news, I didn't watch any news, nothing. I didn't want to see the funeral. I didn't want to just didn't want to hear it, you know. Well, you know, we, you know. I think what's what, what, what I think I, I think what, what's gripe me about this whole thing is Muhammad Ali thing is that you had guys pontificating on on their on Ali and this. They didn't know Ali. Most of those guys didn't know Ali. Most of those guys shook his hand maybe once or twice. That was it. Didn't spend any intimate time with him. Okay, they didn't. But you know, they oh, they're Muhammad Ali experts this now. So I did turn down a couple of interviews this week. I just wasn't in the mood. I didn't want to get out there and do it. So call me Mister Antisocial, but also call me. The real deal. I mean, I knew Ali close. I was his guy for two weeks of a tour through China. Took care of him, made sure he was uh, together. We went out and we did public things together. Of course, sometimes uh, Lonnie would come along. Sometimes Lonnie wouldn't come along. So straight up, I had uh, the responsibility of introducing Muhammad Ali at events and speaking for him. And, of course, you know, just just doing anything I could to be his right hand. And I surely, surely enjoyed that. And I want to thank, although I'm not very, very fond of the man this day, I want to thank promoter Harold Smith for allowing me to do that back in the day. But back to Kimbo Slice. What can I say? He was the guy. I mean, these YouTube fights fighting out of Miami, Florida. Of course, now he's with America Top Team or was with America Top Team. But he hadn't fought since 2011. Came back in 2015, 2016, as I said. Uh, a martial arts record of uh, of total of eight fights, five wins, three by knockout, one by submission, one decision. And, of course, he was knocked out twice in the two losses that he lost. And there was a one-no contest as well. But he did go to school. He went to the University of Miami uh, back in the day. And you got to give him some props, man. I mean, the guy was a college graduate, a college graduate. And, of course, fighting in backyard alleys. And, of course, that, that one street fight that he had against Sean Gannon, who was a police officer, also trains in MMA, that sort of propelled his popularity, I think, on, on, on YouTube and around the world. It sort of made this back alley brawler, the guy, guys people were talking about because – you know, for a long time here, although the UFC's been around since 1993, UFC, of course, uh, number one, and uh, Hoist Gracie winning that tournament, that one-night tournament, all that kind of good stuff. But it's been around now for a long time, okay? And there's no doubt about it. But it wasn't on all places. A lot of places it was banned. It was like, you know, um, you, you have to get a ticket, and, they, and, they, and somebody would tell you where it's going to be, and then you'd go there, and then they'd call you on your, 
on your cell phone and tell you you had to go somewhere else to see the fight because they kept moving around. They didn't want the officials to catch them uh, throwing these illegal fights, and that's what they were, illegal fights. There were illegal fights in places like um, oh, Fairfield, California, Sacramento, California, um, Redding, California that I know of, San Jose, California, Belmont, California. Uh, this is all northern California cities in and around San Francisco. Okay, but illegal fights, illegal fights. And they were going all the t- going on all the time, both male and female. And they were brought on by the rage that was Kimbo Slice. So you may knock him. You may say that he wasn't all that talented. In this and that. Well, he was a ferocious beast, okay? And he came, he put forth the image in which uh, a lot of people wanted to see. A guy out there just, rawr, like a bear going in there and taking care of business. Of course, he lost in his UFC debut. Was he? No, no. In his UFC debut, he defeated Houston Alexander. But in the Ultimate Fighter, of course, the Ultimate Fighter of the Heavyweight Series, he lost in his first fight to the series winner, Roy Big Country, Big Belly Nelson. But 42 years old this week, may he rest in peace with Kimbo Slice. Hoping to have Scott Cooker on talk about that in detail on a future show. Now let's talk about UFC 199 in the bank. Now in the rearview mirror, of course, the new world middleweight champion, as I mentioned, the aforementioned Michael Bisping. Had to be like, you know, he came in at the last minute. And uh, it had to be like, you know, maybe seven or eight, at least like a nine to one, maybe eight to one underdog in my book. I think I made him an eight to one underdog because Rockhold looked so good and taking apart Weidman uh, in his prior fight. And the fact that Rockhold, I mean, just he dominated Chris Weidman. He looked so much bigger than Chris Weidman. He hit so much harder than Chris Weidman. He just did everything much better than Chris Weidman. Of course, he was one of those guys. He's a tweener. Luke Rockhold, the former middleweight champion at 185, is a tweener. What I mean by that is he's somewhere between. 185 and 205 pounds, uh, so he's a big middleweight. He would be a small, light heavyweight, but he's a big middleweight, and the big middleweight wasn't enough to defeat the count. Michael Bisping, of course, out of the U.K., one of my previous guests, uh, I guess you know, four or five years ago now. But round number one, three minutes and 36 seconds in, and here's my problem with Luke Rockhold. Luke didn't understand what was happening here. Luke doesn't get it. When a guy is coming in at the last minute, he was replacing Weidman. Of course, Weidman got hurt. I'm talking about Bisping. Okay. When a guy's coming in the last minute, he can't go five five-minute rounds. It's impossible, okay? So what you do is you go out there and you make him work. You fight safe and you make him work. You fight real safe and you make him work because you know that 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 when a fighter's unprepared or underprepared and isn't ready to go the route, the five five-minute route, 25 minutes of fighting, that he's got to get things over with. He can't be letting it go to the judges. He's going to wilt down the stretch. He's not ready for five rounds. Five five-minute rounds is not an easy thing to do. Fighting three 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 five-minute rounds is not easy, but five five-minute rounds separates the men from the boys. They do that for the UFC main events and the UFC title fights. Okay, no doubt about it. But Rockhold didn't, didn't, wasn't smart, underestimated Bisping, disrespected him. That's what it was. He just flat out, he flat out disrespected him, and he got his head handed to him in three minutes and 36 seconds. Also on the same card, a man who's, whose career is probably be noted as, uh, as a guy that just couldn't win the big one. Talk about Uriah Faber, the California kid, of course, losing a unanimous nod across the board to Dominic Cruz, the comeback in Bantamweight champion. Dominic Cruz now 2-1. and one. I think they had three fights together. Faber won the first, I think, and then Cruz won the, the next two. But Cruz, of course, the, the reign, returning Bantamweight champion, the man had four ACLs, four torn. They take that back. He had three torn ACLs. And when you tore your anterior Khrushchev ligament, they replaced it with the, the, uh, uh, the ligament of a cadaver. So they replaced it three times, and one time it was rejected. So they had to go back in a fourth time and put in another. God, 
another ACL. So we had four different ACLs put in him. I thought he'd be toast. I don't think he'd ever come back to the championship reign. Of course, he, uh, and he did, no doubt about it. But Uriah Faber just didn't have it against Dominic Cruz. Scores were 50-45, to 50-45. That means five rounds of zip. And 49-46, four rounds of one. One judge decided to give Faber a round. But Faber, you know, with Cruz and I, the aforementioned knee damage, the fact that 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 the Dom that Uriah Faber didn't go for the legs at all. I couldn't understand. I mean, if there's a weak point in Dominic Cruz, I'm not trying to say you use cheap shots to take his knees out. What I'm trying to say is, but you work on you work on his lower extremities. I mean, because that's where his weaknesses are. If you've got four torn ACLs and three, uh, take it back, three of them replaced with four different ACLs, you've got some issues as far as those knees are concerned. Okay, no doubt about it. Why are you not, if you're a fighter working in the the opposite corner, working against this man, trying to capture the championship? Why are you not fulfilling? Why are you not going out there and doing what you need to do? Why wasn't Faber, who's an outstanding wrestler, why wasn't he going for those knees and maybe looking for some knee locks and things like that, or leg locks or something like that? He needed to be working on the knees. He did not do so. When I talked to Kyle Kingsbury, the retired USC light heavyweight fighter, of course, uh, a week ago, he told me that he thought he was of the opinion that Uriah Faber just didn't want to do anything. He wanted to beat Dominic Cruz at his own game, straight up at his own game, and it was a mistake. Because Dominic Cruz doing the stand-up game is probably unbeatable right now at 135. And at 135, he's the champion, I think, for, for quite a long time, unless they can get to those legs, unless they can work those knees. A lot of guys, I think that's a cheap shot. But listen, it's like this. If I, was, if I had a guy and I was boxing a guy and the guy had a cut, it, it, I mean, my, my job would be to make that cut a little bit worse and stop this fight a little bit earlier than, than going to the cards or going to the judge. I remember one time at the Manuville Festival, I think in 1984, I told the referee, he's cut. He's cut. The referee jumped in to stop the fight. That was sort of cool because I was tired. That was one of those fights where they, where they called me out of the crowd. I showed up and I was drinking beer. I had a couple of beers that day. It was with Lenny Albert. It was a Manuville festival over at the Alameda County Fairgrounds in Pleasanton, California. And they didn't have a main event. And they wanted me to fight this huge, huge guy from Fort Ord. It was down there in like Monterey, California. He's from the Army base, okay? He was just huge. He was like 152 pounds. I was like 144. I wasn't supposed to fight. And they called me the day before. They said, you're not fighting. So I went out, had beers, and, you know, had a good time the night before. All that kind of good stuff. I was straight up. I ended up fighting that day. But when he got cut, I just jumped in. No one as tired as I was. I go, ref, ref, he's cut. He's bleeding. The referee jumped in and stopped the fight. So I think you need to take advantage of weaknesses when they uh, present themselves in the world of combat sports or in the world of athletics as well. I mean, this is a world of athletics, no doubt about it. Max Holloway is the winner over Ricardo Yamas. Hector Lombard. Knocked out. Former Bellator champion was the Bellator middleweight champion. Dropped down to 170, tested positive for steroids. Flintstone vitamins. And he takes on Dan Henderson Hendo, who's like, uh, what, 95 years old, 96 years old, something like older than Jake LaMotta, the, the aforementioned world middleweight boxing champion, who is 94, will be 95, I believe, in June. But um, Dan Henderson's like 40, 48, 40, some way, 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 way up there. He takes on Hector Lombard, and he knocks him out with, with kicks and elbows. But let me say this about Hector Lombard. He got beat up by Hector Camacho, Jr. I talked to you about this in a Florida gym down around Miami, I guess about two, three months ago. Charles Jay, a guy that does some radio with me on Saturday nights, the Johnny Taco and his All-Star shows. He's one of the All-Stars at 10 p.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline at all the other networks as well. But um, Charles Jay said he watched the fight happen. And they, they were sort of like practicing in the gym, and, and, and Hector Lombard just got his head handed to him by Hector Camacho. And Hector Camacho, not the most... Uh, inspired fighter in the entire world. Let's say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It did with Hector Camacho Jr. and Hector Camacho Sr. because Sr. could fight Jr. not all that much. 
Anyway, Dustin Poirier was a winner on the card. Brian Ortega was a winner on the card. Benel DeRouche was a winner on the card. Jessica Andrade took out Jessica Penny in the Battle of the Jessicas. It was a TKO in round number two, two minutes and 56 seconds in. The only chick fight on the card. Women's strawweight, that means 115 pounds. Speaking of women, Ronda Rousey making noise this week, of course, but it's not, you know, people just aren't saying good things about Ronda anymore. This, nobody's got anything good to say about her. I mean, she comes out and says, you know, I'm down. People are kicking me when I'm down. No, no, people are kicking you because it's the manner in which you, you held yourself when you were up. Instead of respecting people, you could have annihilated people and beat people up and trounced them in 12 seconds and 30 seconds and like that. You could have done all that and still been respectful. And still been a little bit boastful, a little bit like Ric Flair and Rowdy Roddy Piper, who you model yourself after, if not Muhammad Ali, okay? Um, you could have done all that stuff in addition, but you didn't need to be mean, nasty, and negative. And that's what Ronda Rossi turned into, a big, nasty, and nobody wanted to see that anymore. I didn't. I turned from her biggest fan to, like, who cares? You tune to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, Junior Walker and the All-Stars. This song was recorded on West Grandview Boulevard in Detroit, Michigan. I was in that studio a few years back. Straight up, the memories of Motown. You're tuned to Ring Talk live on Sports Byline. You know what? As long as she fights in 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. Geico presents the Shazam 15, featuring the top 15 Shazam songs in the U.S. for this week. Get out your Shazam app now and check it out. Plus, have fun and interact with Geico. Gecko yourself and share it with friends. Watch your favorite Geico video. Get a quote. Shazam now for the full list and experience more with Geico. The Shazam 15, brought to you by Geico. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. 
If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Checking 58 minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Straight up, the USC is silent until June 18th. They're going to come back, of course, with McDonald and Thompson from the Place Arena in Ontario, Canada. Of course, Bellator is coming back June the 17th, Friday night. A title fight, of course, a Bantamweight title fight. Bellator MMA going with the defending champion, Galveo, taking on Dantas in a Bantamweight rematch. It's June 17th on Spike TV. That is 8 p.m. Eastern time and 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, I believe. 8 p.m., 8 or 9 p.m. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The Tower of Power tells me it is time to go. So I thank you so much for allowing me to come into your space for this hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the longest-running fight show in history. I am the man, Pedro Fernandez, often imitated but never duplicated. Join me Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on Sports Byline, or Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Sirius XM Satellite But don't forget, I also come to you Sundays, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, No Holds Barred, and Saturday night, 10 p.m. Pacific Time, Johnny Taco's All-Stars. Last year radio with Johnny Taco, Pedro Fernandez, of course. No host Bart as well. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide.